you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Somehow we uh, we lost the opera singer. Let's give her another shot at that. Thechrisvossshow.com. <laughs> there you go. We, you know, sometimes it's, it's a little earlier for her in the morning, and we have to call her in and say, "Hey, uh, we need you to do the show." Eh? And she's like, "I'm still having my coffee." Eh? And uh, I don't know why I'm making her sound like she's Canadian, because maybe she's not. What do you know? You may never know, but that's the beauty of the Chris Voss Show. Welcome to the show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks for tuning in. As always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives, because we couldn't do it without you. The show grows and doubles and triples about every year now. It's pretty insane uh, at the growth level it's at, but uh, it's because of you people, you folks out there who help uh, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. So uh, to those of you who've done it, thank you very much. To those who have not and been delaying it, procrastinating it, please do call up a friend or reach out to them and say, you know, you you need to be smarter because uh, I've seen you lately and uh, you, sh- you need to subscribe to the Chris Voss Show. Now, don't say it that way. That's not an appropriate way to do it. Don't do that. This is why I'm not a coach, people, to help people to refer podcasting to other people. Uh, as always, we enlighten your world. We brighten your mind. We make you more intelligent. We bring on the smartest people for 15 years, the billionaires, the astronauts, the White House advisors, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the authors, all these brilliant minds, and then little old me. We come on the show and bring it to you three to four times a weekday, 15 to 20 times a week. Uh, there's so much of a volume of knowledge that uh, if you're not listening to the show every day, you're just missing out, and you should have a FOMO, fear of missing out 24-7. We had an amazing young lady on the show today, and she is uh, Alara Sage. Uh, she helps activate women in their power, magnetism, and creative genius, and how to live ecstatically. I had to look at that word twice because I flunked second grade. Everyone knows that as the callback show of the joke. Uh, she is the founder and creator of Creator Consciousness, uh, a trinity teaching of embodiment, manifestation, and creative genius. It's an in-depth yet simple, precise system to masterfully create your life. That's what we're all after, aren't we? That's what the Chris Voss Show is about. We're trying to masterfully better create our lives some of you are trying to destroy it but that's your problem see your psychiatrist alara is an intuitively gifted healer who coaches provocatively and soulfully she has over 15 years of experience helping others reignite and transform their lives she works with leaders visionaries and creatives who desire to master their reality and create a luminous life welcome to the show alara how are you I'm fantastic. I've just been enjoying listening to you and the intro and all of it. And I'm just Thank you. laughing. <laughs> well, if you are, then hopefully the audience is as well. Because uh, if they, if, they, if I'm not interested, they're like, yeah, whatever, good. But uh, they're more interested in the guests these days because, you know, they've had about enough of me. Uh, so, Alara, give us your .coms. Where can people find you on the interwebs to learn more about you? Absolutely. AlaraSage.com is my website and AlaraSage on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. AlaraSage. There you go. So I've given kind of a tease out. Uh, Give us in your words a 30,000 overview of who you are and what you do. 
So I'm really about helping people to create an ecstatic life, a life that is fulfilling that lights us up you know we yeah. are here we have so much potential as humans and yet we are really living a very minute portion of that and mm. so through my own personal experience of learning energetics learning the mind learning the heart learning how to be present and bring my desires into my physical reality i help people to do the same and really transform their life living lit is really what i desire in my life and i inspire others and help others to do the same there you go. Uh, you know, why, why is it important to, you know, live your life uh, for, you know, something extraordinary and, and uh, all that good stuff? I mean, isn't just being dark and depressive and, and kind of sad all the time? Doesn't that sound like fun? It doesn't to me, but hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, right? <laughs> whatever floats your boat. So uh, tell us about your journey. Uh, how did you get to be in this business as a coach? Um, how did you have these uh, epiphanies that, that kind of, took you down this line of life. Yeah, you know, I've I've been doing this all my life. And when I was younger, people would say to me, I don't know how you always get what you want to always create what you want. And I didn't even really understand what they were saying. I was like, okay, because I didn't see that it was so easy for me. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 19, I actually meant to go to university and got rerouted by my higher mind, my higher self that rerouted me to go travel the world. And the first place I went was Fiji. And I found mm -hmm. this book that said uh, it was called visualizing or something mm -hmm. like that. Creative visualization, that's what it's called. And I read this book and she was talking about visualizing what you desire and creating it. And it hit me that that's what I've been doing my entire life. I had this wonderful way of immersing myself in what I wanted and just putting mm -hmm. myself into that reality all day long. You know, my imagination was very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so it happened for me always. I always just created what I desired. And so this continued on and, you know, but then I kind of went down this rabbit hole of making some choices that were not really in alignment with my heart. I mm. made choices out of fear. I made choices out of people telling me, oh, do this, you know, do that. And, and I ended up in a relationship with a very wonderful person who I severely love now and forever, my ex-husband, mm. but took me down a spiral of numbing myself and and not listening to what really lit me up, listening to what, you know, what he wanted, what his perceptions were, and really into this space of, okay, I'm going to do what I feel is logical, you know, is right. He's, he's a finance guy, right? Very in the mind, very logical <laughs> way of perceiving his reality. Yeah. You know? And it came to... In 2012, 2013, I don't know, I always fit, the year always changes <laughs> somewhere mm -hmm. around that time. I was working on horses. I was a mm. physical therapist for horses. I did body work on horses, on athletes, elite, elite beings. And um, I was driving my car and I was going to work on these horses. And my higher self said, ohm three times. And at the time I didn't practice ohming. I knew what it was, but I uh -huh. didn't do it myself. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I took a nice deep breath. Oh, and I did that three times at the end of the third time and energy shot through my body, went out my head and I went into full body orgasm. Now, Chris, wow. I had never had a full body orgasm. No, had you, I mean, I have to ask this cause I, had you had an orgasm before or was this the first full body orgasm and if first so we need body. to know 
we what's the difference between an orgasm and a full body i'm inquiring minds want to know because you know absolutely sounds, sounds so great. had i been orgasmic yeah okay orgasm in sex to me had been rather challenging i had to really concentrate you know mm. everything had to be just so and then i would hit it and it was huh. you know what's called localized or genitalia orgasm where it's just in the sexual organs so hmm. full body your whole the feeling that you have in your genitals goes through your entire body yeah 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 so that's where you're shaking and palpitating and, and oh my uh, God. cold sweats and all that stuff it's it's just pure bliss you okay. know so I pulled the car over. <laughs> right now, people are writing this down. We should do this sometime. Yes. And, you know, and it lasted for, I don't know how long. It seemed to last forever, but I don't wow. know how long it lasted. And yeah. when, it, when it ended, when the visceral, physical sensations ended, I was on cloud nine. I was in such a state of bliss. And long story short, what had happened to me is I'd had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. Some people may have oh. heard of Kundalini. It's our inner energy. It's our inner fire. It's inner healing. I had never heard of it. I didn't mm. even know what happened to me in the moment. Mm -hmm. But what it showed me was what was possible and what I was currently living at. Yeah. I see why you left your husband. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it's uh you know it's it's interesting you know some people have this awakening and it's interesting how connected or unconnected sometimes women are to themselves um you know i've i've sometimes people can't connect their body to their mind to you know a release that's uh, highly pleasurable and so you 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 go through this experience and it is what happens from there do you say to yourself i'm going a different path with my life yep i mean actually what happened was i had six months of chaos mm. where what happens when the kundalini awakens is it un unearths all of the suppressed emotion i had you know considered myself emotionally stable mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was actually just emotionally suppressed ah. and i was very numb mm-hmm yeah, and you, you, this was your breakout, your feeling and stuff. I've seen some people cry when they have that moment. Like they'll, they'll weep. They'll, you're like, are you okay? Are you hurt? Are you okay? And they'll, they'll cry a lot. Um, it's just, it's kind of an, it's a moment where they cross the threshold and they're like, I didn't know I could ever feel that way. Um, and it's, uh, it's really something. And so you, you, you feel like this is your breakthrough that you help other women go through where they, they, they really, try and feel fulfilled in themselves and they try and find their their femininity or or um what their core uh version of themselves are i know i know you have a, a line here in your bio that you don't uh, you're you're not like promoting feminism per se you're are we promoting uh femininity its core and its beauty is that's my question yeah absolutely the the feminine hasn't really been on our planet for a very long time in her power and so when women are in their power, they're embodied in their womb, they're embodied in their pussy, and they are extravagant, they are luminous, mm -hmm. and they are very, very powerful while simultaneously being very tender. You know, wisdom is held in the body. Wisdom is not in our mind. And we have created a society that is largely up in our heads. Mm. You know, knowledge, yeah, is knowledge power? Yes and no. 
because you can have a lot of knowledge and you can do nothing with it. You can have a lot mm. of knowledge and not be in the present moment. And mm -hmm. in the present moment is where that wisdom is. And wisdom surpasses what you have programmed your mind, both positively and negatively. Why our minds are like computers. They get programmed with past experiences. They get programmed with what we feed it. Mm -hmm. And wisdom surpasses all of that. It is mm -hmm. innate intelligence and that exists in our body. And women are the bearers of that wisdom, the feminine, I should say, because mm -hmm. masculine men have with you know feminine energy as well. We all hold feminine and masculine energies. Mm -hmm. So we all hold the ability for wisdom, but we have to really learn how to be fully present in our bodies to activate that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think I think women in the feminine, they have a they have an experience with their body that's very different than men. We're we're normally very logical and and uh, yes. reasoning, and that's and that's the beauty of the masculine and the feminine is their complements to each other. And uh, although I know some guys that are in their feminine just a little too much, but that's their problem. <laughs> I'm just being or vice versa, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, I, I've seen that in the dating field uh, lately, uh, where you're just like, hey, you know, um, I'm not going to arm wrestle you on the first date. <laughs> like, calm down. Uh, and you might want to, you know, back off the testosterone roids, the TRT. Uh, I'm just kidding, folks. Uh, no, I'm not actually. Um, but uh, so you 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 went through years of uh, living through deep shame, guilt, and trauma. Uh, it was. We're, tell us about some of this. Was trauma leading? You know, we found over the show that you know trauma is one of those things that people experience that changes their brain and and kind of can affect their whole pathways in life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was sexually molested as a child by my grandfather. So it was a very close space and it just distorted me around what is safe and what is the masculine and what is love? Mm -hmm. What is love? And where does my no go in with all of this? Because apparently it has no power. My no has no power. And I'm just supposed to just allow things that feel really wrong to my body right and mm -hmm. how that roller coasted into well my relationship that i spoke of right and how i was yeah. living really without my power and without that what's really what i desire and my hell yes and my fuck yes and what lights me up and that shame really holds us down, really suppresses us, and basically tells us that who we innately are is not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, maybe the world is judging. I, I think women experience the world uh, judging them more, or they think that judges them more. They, their, their values based upon social values opposed to men. We have to build things and do things and accomplish things. Um, but the feminine is a beautiful thing when it's in its, in its, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's peak. So it sounds like a horrible word. Um, it, the feminine, power. when it's in its power, there you go. Um, because it brings so much beauty to the world. Um, you know, and do you find that in today's world, people, uh, or women shun their feminine more? I mean, a lot a lot of them kind of have to with what they're doing and chasing masculine business and stuff. They have to operate their masculine. Um, and I know some women, it's hard for them to get back in their feminine or find a safe place for a feminine. 
Yeah, our society has been highly masculinized, you know, not right or wrong, good or bad. I mean, I love the masculine energy. I'm for, all for all of it, right? We need all of it. Just like you said, it balances itself. Mm-hmm. And, but, and however, right, our society has been like really masculine driven. And so women have leaned into their masculine in order to succeed. And they, and myself included, I was highly masculinized, you know, and mm. it's like, how do we reconnect to that so that we can bring forth that wisdom into everything, into business, into society, into politics, because our world desperately needs this wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's, 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 there needs to be a balance of contribution. Like I've always been this, this uh, businessman that I can create companies and I've created 27 plus 30 plus different companies over the years. Um, and I, and my businesses are always dead inside when you go inside mm. my offices, according to the women, uh, because they're all, the walls are white. Uh, there's, you know, I don't, I don't bring flowers or crap into my office. I mean, if the employees do it, I mean, that's their, have, they can have fun at their desk, but you know, when you go into my offices, they're pretty much statically dead. Um, when, you know, but I'll go into like restaurants or other people's offices and I'll see the feminine at work where, you know, there's beauty and artwork and, and, and so much stuff. And I'm just like, God, I wish I could think that way. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, that's the beauty of the, of the feminine spirit and the, you know, it brings so much beauty in this world. Otherwise it'd just be like, I don't know, we'd all be IBM men wearing black suits and black ties, same color, which is what we kind of were in the fifties. So, um, what are some ways that, uh, you help women break through to have that magnetism, that creative genius and power to live with that power and aesthetically, as you put it, um, how do you help women, uh, transcend that? I absolutely help women to reconnect to their bodies and that wisdom, that intuition that women are known for, right? The, a woman's gut instinct, reconnect to that and learn how to trust it and learn how to follow it. Because a lot of times people, miscon- they confuse emotions with intuition and oh. intuition is not emotional. And so people follow their emotions and they're like, see, my intuition led me astray. They're not the same thing. And so I help women to really clearly define what is my intuition? How do I follow that? And at the same time, apply my mind. How do I apply both the feminine and the masculine to create my reality? And that starts with really being fully present in the body. So I have very clear and precise techniques like breathing and expression and movement to be in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women are are way more connected to themselves and their body than we are. Like I don't, you know, I've seen all the lotion women, or you know, they're always taking care of their skin and their bodies and what they eat, and you know, they they put a whole lot more work into it than we do as men. You know, I just I just wake up in the morning and I'm naturally this beautiful, and so uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt call me for tips. But um, you know, a lot of women they they're really they're really more about how they feel about their bodies and everything. Me, like if I wake up in the morning, I'm bleeding out a orifice or something and i'm just like whatever just to keep moving um you know women are women are more about you know if i'm losing a li- missing a limb i'm just like ah it's just an arm it's a flesh wound um so you know i just keep on moving um but women you know they're they're more about uh, feeling good in their body and and their spirit and their emotions and and just living in that in that way which is the thing that makes them a great compliment to us um what what you you help people with manifestation or creation in the lives that they want to live tell us a little bit about that 
Yeah, so manifestation is truly about, like what I spoke about when I was a little girl. It's about what are you desiring to create? And our imagination is very, very powerful. So in creator consciousness, we have three creator centers, our sacral center, which is right below our belly button, our heart, mm -hmm. and our pineal gland, our third eye. And these centers are what create our reality. And so when I was that little girl, what I would do without knowing it is I would just imagine myself in whatever I desired. And what happens when we do that is our body literally lights up because our mind doesn't know the difference between illusion, imagination, and reality. When you are really immersed in imagination, you are feeling, you're using your sensories to feel the experience and your mind lights up the same way as if you were physically experiencing it. So mm -hmm. when we are in our imagination, our body is lighting up in these emotions and this sensory input. And what that does is it creates a vibration. And that vibration is what creates our reality. So I'm teaching people how to tap into that version of themselves. Like, so for instance, if you're trying to create a career, what does it feel like when you're in that career? And when you put yourself there and you light your body up, it's always going to feel good. Mm -hmm. And those good feelings are very, very magnetizing. This has been proven in heart math, which is scientific proving of like the power of the electromagnetic field of the heart and particularly of those good feelings, those good vibrations. So when we use our imagination and place ourselves there and really spend the time to create the feelings in our bodies, we start to vibrationally align with that version of ourselves and the mm. opportunities and, and our life starts to shift. Mm. It, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, Liz is uh, calling in on the show. Uh, so great releasing what needs to go. I think that may have been in some of what we were talking earlier, but uh, yeah, making those changes to move to the next level. Um, it, when, when you're working with women in today's environment, what, what's the number one problem that you think they have? Uh, is it, is it trying to get them to get back into their feminine when they want to, you know, do their feminine properties, be with their family at home, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's definitely up in the mind. This is mm. just people in general. And mm -hmm. I completely agree with you, Chris, that yes, women are more aware of their bodies. That doesn't mean that they're embodied. Mm. Being aware ah. of your body and giving yourself lotion and self-care is not embodiment. Mm. Embodiment is fully present with your awareness in uh -huh. your body. It means slowing the mind, reducing the constant blah, blah, blah that is always <laughs> going on. And this is very powerful because our minds are extremely powerful. And yet most humans just have this scattered brain. And they're just scattering their energy all over their reality because they're thinking about this and then they're thinking about this and then they're over here and they're, and they're worrying and they're worrying and they're stressed and they're anxious. And so what are they creating? They're creating stress and anxiety. So yeah. I really focus on learning how to get out of the mind. Let the mind happen, you know, but mm -hmm. how do we get into the bodies and then trust self-trust mm -hmm. is huge. We have not been speaking about this in our society about trusting our intuition, right? We've mm -hmm. given so much power to science. Science is so important. We need science. And what happened to our intuition? What happened to our wisdom? What happened to our innate knowing that, again, goes beyond what we can prove, which is so important. Yeah. It exists. 
much yeah. more pro exists than what we could just prove. Yeah, learning to trust ourselves. The thing you're talking about, you know, we've had like Olympic coaches on the show and other people have talked about how the mind, when you envision and manifest things and you 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 put forth the how uh, you know application of feelings to what you want to do. The mind can't discern between reality and and uh, and and Imagine. just the fact that you're trying to you know make this up. <clears throat> and so, if if you if you don't do that, you're going to default, of course, like you said, you know the things where you doubt yourself and you've got that overthinking going on and that anxiety and that worry. But when you when you play things in your head, like uh, uh, people in sports will do that. Like we said, the Olympians, they'll they'll pre-play being at the event in their head they'll uh, okay here's my warm-up here's what i'm going to do here's how i'm going to feel about this here's how i'm going to process this here's me doing my swimming and that way when they show up once on on the stage of their life um as it were they uh they're prepared and their their mind already goes okay we've been through this we know how to do it um this is old hat and and the approach is different changing your perceptions that's what it seems to be a lot of people have trouble dealing with they don't realize that how you perceive things and how you deal with that information is is the difference between light and dark and positive and negative e i mean one person can go to a party and see people you know having a bad time and it's a boring party another person can go to a party and see people having a great time and it's a great party so it's just kind of a choice of how you want to approach your life but i like what you're talking about because like i say a lot of people use this this, um, you know, putting themselves into the mindset of where do I really want to be and how do I want to feel about it, as opposed to, you know, just kind of stuck playing, uh, you know, you're kind of playing the tennis game of reacting to what's coming at you instead of being proactive. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, the thing about like self trust and doubt, doubt continues in our life. You know, we continue mm -hmm. to doubt ourselves. And, you know, I work with a lot of leaders and visionaries. And yes, they're creating beautiful things. That doesn't mean that they lack doubt, right? Or sometimes mm -hmm. they lack that, that uh, anchoring into their trust and into their intuition. So it's always a matter of, in my opinion, distilling and dissolving more into our most powerful, most authentic version of ourself. Mm. There you go. <laughs> now you have something called uh, that's here in your notes. Shakri Shakti. What is Shakti? Am I Shakti. Shakti. I'm not pronouncing. Yes. <laughs> this is why I'm asking the question. I, this is what we do on the show. We learn. So the Kundalini that I said shot through my body. It's Kundalini Shakti. And so this is tantric teaching. I was not, you know, I didn't take tantric. I, everything I've been taught has been taught through what's called my higher self, my higher mind. And so Shakti, Kundalini Shakti is that energy, the creative life force energy that all humans have, regardless of sexual identity. And ultimately, it is taught that it is a process for that Shakti to travel all the way to your crown, which is what happened to me on that day. And that's the stage of enlightenment. And it is, again, it's a journey. Journey. It's a healing process, but Shakti is creative life force energy. Oh. So I have a great relationship with my Shakti and I help women to connect to that creative life force energy, which is for one, very, very creative. You know, if you want to be a visionary, if you want to be a leader and you want to increase your creative output, then connecting to that creative life force energy is imperative and learning how to work with it, learning, you know, what it feels like and learning its ebbs and flows and how it moves through your body, as well as it's extremely magnetic. Mm. 
the uh, I mean, these these are important things for women to to go through because I mean, sometimes they fold into themselves and and what they do being mothers and you know, there's I mean, that's a busy job twenty four seven, um and and I think a lot of them talk about losing themselves because they get so much into you know doing everything for everyone else, um, which is the beauty of uh, motherhood and and if it wasn't for them we'd we'd all be screwed uh, in fact most of us wouldn't be here but uh you know without them the species dies uh but uh you know and so they get lost uh sometimes i think uh at least that's what i hear from women um you know they get lost uh, serving others and and trying to be there and so i think it's important <clears throat> that people like yourself help them kind of realign or reactualize or or get back into you know taking care of themselves because as we talk about on the show a lot you can't help other people unless you help yourself first really absolutely and mm -hmm. it's for men too you know i mean mm -hmm. i work with women but you know men need to connect to their feminine men need to connect to their emotions men need to connect to their shakti this is all within all of us and mm -hmm. the more that men learn how to connect to that energy not lean into it and become it you know yeah. not be highly feminine i'm not <laughs> talking about being highly feminine but connecting to that version and that part of themselves then they enact that beauty that you're speaking of as well earlier that creative side of themselves mm -hmm. and you know their their own again innate power and then they get to actualize that because the men are the strength they're the they're the action that actualizes the power mm -hmm. yeah they, one of the things that i found i mean i've dated for 35 years something like that and been seeing all my life the one thing i found is that i have to provide a masculine frame an alpha masculine frame to keep to give a woman the the trust to be in her feminine um, because if she doesn't have that and I can't provide that, or I, I act in my feminine and, and she's going to have to act in her masculine. You know, I grew up watching, um, two, two, uh, two grandmothers. I've talked about this before on Facebook. I don't think we talked about much in the show, but when I was growing up as 10, I was growing up with two grandmothers and I had one who was just the angel of femininity. And I didn't understand what that was at the time, but she was loving, kind, uh, you know, she was that doting grandma who would, you know, make you anything and, and she was always there for you. She, you know, when you hurt yourself, fell down, she'd hug you. Um, and, uh, and then I had a very alpha masculine grandfather that she was married to. And she was just the, the, she was, I, you know, I used to call her my second mother. She was, she was just, uh, this, this wonderful being of light and she would teach me piano and, and she was just always there. I don't, I don't think there was ever an ugly moment that came out of her. Um, and then on the other side, I had my other grandmother who was totally in her masculine. I didn't understand what that was at the time, but she was mean, vindictive, manipulative, um, every sort of evil you could possibly imagine. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it either. Uh, I mean, she was just evil and manipulative. And I couldn't figure out what the difference was. And I could see how passive her husband was. And he was like her second husband. And she'd been through trauma. I mean, they, there's a lot of this that goes back to childhood trauma. And she'd been in a lot of situations. She'd lost her first husband where she'd had to be in her masculine. Um, but uh, I couldn't figure out why these two women were so different. Like, why is this woman so loving? And this woman is so freaking hateful. And wh why is that? And that's when I started Square very, very early on. One had a very alpha masculine husband and that she could operate in her feminine and be, feel safe. And another didn't. And she couldn't feel safe. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it got very ugly with her and, and how she would behave and, and do things. In fact, we had to kind of cut her out of her life. And But, you know, I under, I can understand what her pathway was. And as I got to know what her child was compared to my uh, other grandmother. But seeing that dichotomy of difference between it made me really start looking at or trying to understand what the difference was between feminine and masculine. And, and, and how if a woman feels that she's in a place where she can live in her feminine she doesn't have to live in her masculine that can be really fulfilling for her absolutely and you know it's all within so without right because again we Mm -hmm. have these energies within and so Mm -hmm. you're able to see that and i feel like you're able to also hold uh, a clear masculine vibration for women because you have a an understanding of the feminine per your grandmother Mm -hmm. and so when for instance when women don't have a strong masculine energy within their when if it's weak if it's distorted then they will create that distortion outside of themselves in men Mm-hmm. And that could be a weak masculine, that could be an overbearing masculine, mm-hmm. and then they don't feel like they can really be in their feminine, and vice versa. Men will do the same. If they don't have a clear feminine energy within, they will create a toxic feminine without, and then they yeah. won't feel safe to be in their masculine. And so we create the distortions that we hold within our own inner feminine and inner masculine outside of ourselves in relationships, ultimately, so we can see that. And ultimately, we can have awareness and be like, oh, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm creating. Let me shift that. However, most people don't have that level of awareness and they think it's that person. But actually, we're the ones that are creating that version of that person in our life to have that reflection. Everything is a reflection. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of the overbearing masculine that I've seen, I'm going to put masculine in quotes there, is actually a man operating in his feminine. Um, you know, you guys who use violence or, or, or control, different things like that, that's emotional based. That's not masculinity. But sometimes it's deemed as such. Like people go, oh, he's being, you know, toxic masculinity or whatever the hell it is. Um, which I think is a misnomer because if you really study those people, they're operating and they're feminine, they're making their decisions based on emotion. And uh, so it's not a real masculine man. At least that's well, why it's I've not been. really a feminine either, because that would yeah. suggest that feminine is it's talk it's 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 distorted in and of itself. Yeah. It's a distorted yeah. maybe masculine and feminine. I think you're right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good clarification. Because yeah. they're it, they're trying to mix the two and it's it's just becoming yeah. a toxic stew. So that makes that makes more sense. Yeah. Um it's it's basically uh, a man acting insecure. But yeah. uh, I don't find that masculine at all in any way, shape, or form. To me, uh, there's a masculine alpha frame. Uh, that provides protection and security yes. and gives that envelope that that uh, that uh, um, provider protection sort of security and when a woman has that i mean she'll curl up in a ball and she'll purr and and uh, and experience what you do and you give her her ability to run and stuff and that makes all the difference in the world and of course you know you make her happy but she has to feel that way because if she doesn't if she doesn't feel like you're the guy who can take anybody down and comes through the door and you're protecting her watching out for her and then she feels safe she's she's not going to be able to operate in her feminine and so having that balance is really good but i know a lot of women are single nowadays more than ever um you know there's been a rise of people running families with themselves in fact it's just growing evidently to 2030 where a lot of women will be single more than ever before um, and so I think it's hard for them because, you know, they have to be masculine during the day. They have to be some, you know, sometimes they're playing the dad and the mom at the same time. And so they have to play both the feminine, and the masculine. That's like a good assessment. 
Absolutely. And we can, it's not ideal to play both. I, I truly believe that we are beings that work well in a balanced and harmonious relationship yeah. like you're speaking to. And we can do both because we have both, but it's the ability to be able to have both clearly understood and defined and working mm -hmm. in your being and in your body to be able to move, you know, to know when you need to be in your masculine, great. And then move into your feminine, like not get stuck in one or the other or have distortions or rejections towards one or the other and um you know that's where our society isn't really where we tend to lean to one or the other and mm -hmm. not be able to fluidly flow uh between actually it's all three of them because the inner child as well it's a trinity hmm. there you go uh well this has been really insightful final thoughts as we go out uh give us your tease out and how people can onboard with you on your website Absolutely. You know, people can reach out to me on my website. And, you know, honestly, I love connection. So if people just want to reach out and say hello and connect to me, I adore connection. I adore intimacy. I adore knowing people and learning people and just creating connection and network. And you also have a podcast, too. Let's get a plug in for that. Yes, yeah. the ecstatic woman. It is for inspiring and activating women in their power, the magnetism, and their bliss. So it's two shows a week. The ecstatic woman. Uh, hey, let me ask you this. I want to fall back a little bit. You they have something on your website called uh, the one to one container. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's where you know I'm working one-on-one -on -one with people, and this is the most profound transformation because I can really tap into people's energy very, very clearly, and you know it's precise. It's very, very precise work where we go straight to what is the issue right now, what is holding that person back from truly creating their reality, and we start to energetically shift it clearly and concisely. And so the one-on-one -on -one is is my delightful playground. It's where I just adore because I love the intimacy of the container. You know, these people become my friends. They become so much more than just clients to me, but also we change their life in very powerful and transformational ways. Awesome sauce. There you go. And you've got a lot of different offerings on your website. You've got some free resources there about prosperity portals, rewired mastermind groups, uh, rewired for genius course, nervous system healing bundle, realize your genius. That's what I need to do because I'm an idiot. Uh, why is, why is Wombend wombend program? What's a Wombend? Womb. Womb. There you go. Womb. Their womb. Yes. There you go. I've, I've heard of that. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. So right? there you go. Um, yeah, I love my mom. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's the greatest woman in my life. Cause if she hmm. didn't, if she didn't, I wouldn't be here cause, uh, she put up with me. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I think I was, it took, I was 10 months of my childhood. I was a miracle baby. So it took three months hmm. for them to have me 10 months of birth. And I was 10.5 when I came out and they're like, that kid's oh going to be a football God. player. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, my dad hated me for the rest of my life. Uh, so thank Bless you very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, moms, I hear about it uh, all the time. They never yeah. let you forget it. But uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I'd be on a bikini beach doing I don't know uh, Baywatch or something. So there you go. Uh, but there was there was three others that came after me, so mm. I, I get to share the it wasn't just a little you. bit. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just me, but I guess I started the problem is what it was. So there you go. Well, Laura, thank you very much for coming on the show. Give us your .coms one last time so people can find you on the interwebs. Absolutely. AlaraSage.com and AlaraSage on all the social media platforms.
There you go. Uh, folks, check it out. Uh, let's see. We got one last comment to get in here. So amazing. Definitely was in here. Uh, I'm actually going to have to pull that off the show. Uh, somebody pulled a great comment and then put us a, a spam plug in there. Uh, but uh, evidently they thought it was amazing. So there you go. Anyway, guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, be good to each other. Go to goodreads.com, Christmas, LinkedIn.com, Christmas, YouTube.com, Christmas, and uh, be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time.